Welcome to the DRS Zone Podcast. Daily racing stories. Holy mac and cheese balls. The show that shares stories on and off the track from Formula One, motorsport, and beyond. From guests who probably know more than you or think they do. No, no thinking. No, no, Mike. That was so not right. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Listen to stories well known. Stories well known. Lesser known. Lesser known. And never told. And never told. With another episode of Daily Racing Stories today. Now, here's your host, RJ. All right, well, here we are today with uh, one recurring guest, one new guest. Recurring guest uh, is Nick uh, from New, well, living in Pittsburgh by way of New York. And then we also got another Nick here as well, uh, but we call him Perky, Perky Biscuits. Um, more to find out about that name soon, I'm sure. Uh, originally from the East Coast, now located down in Texas. Thank you so much for uh, joining me here today. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure, man. Great. So uh, on daily racing stories here, predominantly, you know, Formula One kind of related podcast, but uh, Formula One's great, but there's a lot of different avenues with Formula One, one of which is the crypto and NFT space. And uh, for any resident crypto fans, I'm sure there's a lot of different thoughts on the crypto sponsorships, um, but one in particular that's been coming up a little bit more is particularly NFTs. Um, and there's a few projects out there, such as one mentioned Garage XYZ, who essentially is hoping to leverage NFTs into hopefully taking over an IndyCar team, a Formula One team, uh, a lot of different routes they're going, but their goal essentially is to make their way into Formula One through NFTs. Uh, Perky, I don't want to get too into it here soon. I, I feel like it might be morning over there for you uh, just because the biscuits are on my mind now. Um, <laughs> can you can you break down to the average fan here what um, or listener what an NFT actually is? All right. Um, it's pretty much, there's two ways to think about it. It's either you own the image, right? Which isn't really true. It's basically just a receipt on the blockchain showing that you paid for it. Mm -hmm. And then it's pretty much, it's always just a JPEG or a, a PNG, basically something like that. Sometimes they're just animated little things but in certain areas they give you benefits or like discord roles or like giveaways access to certain clubs whether that's real or in the metaverse their own separate metaverse bunch of them i see i see and currently with that too in that space um how do what, take us through kind of your experience getting involved with nfts um i guess from the get-go or what was your initial exposure if you don't mind sharing anything's fine um now i missed out on the board api club I'll, I'll just say that i joined nfts i think in november last year because i saw everybody getting nasty rich off crypto and nfts and stuff like that and i'm like all right i have you know a couple of ethereum in my wallet might as well you know waste some money even though ethereum was what that was worth i don't know two thousand dollars it was worth almost five Jeez. the most and then people are just throwing it away because to buy an nft you have to do a lot of things there's like ease and gas mm -hmm. to buy a digital image you're spending like a couple hundred dollars just to do the transaction and and i thought uh four dollars and fifty cents where i'm living was bad for a gallon of gas <laughs> yeah it's it, it gets bad sometimes you just kind of gotta accept that's what it is and if it makes you guys feel any better, so I've, I've known Percy for, for quite some time. And when I, just full disclosure, I worked on Wall Street for two and a half years. I have a background in investment and trading. And the first time this stuff was explained to me, I just glazed over. Um, I know Perky was most amused by this because he watched, I mean, 20 years of, of active investing just kind of just melt as I tried to get my head around exactly how this entire system worked because I was trying to apply some compunction of logic to it and that really doesn't work in this space so it was just it's and it still is and I've, I've been very forward to saying this like if I didn't have somebody like Perky to explain this stuff to me 
I got nothing. I'd be absolutely <laughs> clueless because there are times where you just have to suspend any mechanism of rational thought that you may have and go, okay, it is what it is. Cool. And just kind of go with it. And, um, but uh, yeah, like I said, 20, you know, a series seven, a series 63, 20 years of self-managed investments. And he's explaining to me how like kids are paying half a million dollars for a JPEG. And I'm going, really? <laughs> All right, cool. That's whatever. <laughs> we'll go on with life here. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I got to tell him that like you could buy an image. Now that image wouldn't be your NFT. It would be a pass to get an NFT later. And then you can get that NFT and then give it away back to the creators. And then mm -hmm. they'll hold it. And at the same time, you're getting their fake dollars. You're getting fake crypto money. Um, and some of them can be worth like $10 a token. And if you have like 18 of these dudes, you're just stacking like $10,000 a day. There's, there are people out there that make disgusting amounts of money just by moving digital pictures from one wallet to the other because of who knows it's just my ponzi scheme is better than your ponzi scheme it's to it's totally sustainable too nothing to worry about there it's, it's just <laughs> yeah fun. going straight to the moon just depends oh, yeah. which if the moon's up or down in a given day um with that too my question to you uh perky here is so in particular, like this project I chatted about, this Garage XYZ, um, theirs is more of actually images itself. Someone, they're having a photographer take, you know, unique images of different cars, things like that. They're claiming it's not necessarily gonna be something that's gonna be quote unquote copyright related, um, which to me is a little bit striking because I'm like, okay, if it's an actual car that was made by, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini, whatever, that just screams trademark to me. Has there been any lawsuits in any of the NFT communities or spaces that you've seen or possibly been a part of at all in terms of copyright infringement or anything like that? <laughs> I know where this is going. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's all the time. It literally just happened the other day uh, to a disgusting amount. <laughs> and I missed out on making a lot of money. I'm a little salty. Um, so there was this project called OK Bears. Um, it was just the JPEG of a bear. Um, and they were going, they were on the Solana blockchain, different than other NFTs that are on the Ethereum blockchain, other than different NFTs on different chains and so on and so forth. So the Solana one was going for like 200 of them, and it's like $50 each. So okay. somebody do the math. Because um, right now, honestly, when you get into NFTs for this long, you don't think of real fiat dollars. You think mm -hmm. of like, oh, that's only like half an Ethereum. That's fine. Even, even though it's a laptop, two grand. Yeah. So um, <laughs> somebody just took this project, OK Bears, and, and they just flipped it horizontally over the Y axis. So even like the lettering on their shirts was backwards. And it was selling on the Ethereum blockchain. Okay. And then people were minting them for free and whatnot. So then they got it to like 0.3 Ethereum or 0.2, um, which is still like a thousand dollars, maybe a little less right now, because uh, crypto is exploding. Nick is very happy about that. <laughs> so there's always these things called derivatives, which is basically one project comes out and then another person will just flip the image maybe like do the uh inverted color um or a like, negative almost or something yeah, like that yeah yeah mm -hmm. negative thank you yeah. or like make them the fast food punks for one of them they just took the crypto punks and added like wendy's uniforms to them <laughs> so it's really about OpenSea, the platform and any other platforms selling these nfts whether they want to kick these projects off. Now, OK Bears clone got kicked off. The platform made mm -hmm. people upset because then they lost money. So there's always a project out there that might copy and try to get fame off the other one. It's really just a blatant cash grab and it works all the time. Well, even the guys that looked like, which ones did you show me that looked dead ringer like <laughs> little Lego guys? 
And the oh, yeah. first thing I said was like Lego lawsuit incoming. Like that's one of those companies you don't screw with. Like Nintendo, Ferrari, Lego, like they have attorneys Disney. on staff, Disney. They yeah. have attorneys on staff designed to unexist you. If cease you and desist or you will die. <laughs> it's like it's like cease and desist followed by like a, a shot from a suborbital laser cannon. Like it's just they're not playing, man. Sharks have laser beams on their heads. Watch out, guys. <laughs> he sends me this thing and he's like, hey, check this out. They look familiar. Now I'm a Lego kid. There's Legos yeah. all over this place. And I'm going, oh my God, Lego lawsuit incoming in three, two. It was just gonna be inevitable, but that's I guess to speak to the, the macro of it as much as I can get my head around it, it's there it's a totally different set of rules. So if you come from like conventional investing, I mean, so in Formula One, how many banks have we seen? Santander, UBS, I mean the list goes on. Yeah. That's one entirely separate world of finance if than this, if you want to call it that. And where I see it relating really interestingly to Formula One is Formula One's got everything that these brands if you want to call them that or these nfts want to use as bait to lure money in which is it's got the glitz it's got the glamour it's a high-end sport you know and miami was a glaring example of it you know it's got mm -hmm. the you know i call it i call it giardo syndrome because every single one of these influencers seem to somehow get their hands on like an 06 base model giardo and that's like <laughs> all right you're in the club dude yeah um you know, and it's and it's actually I, I adore the Giardo as a car, uh, but every time I see one, I can't help but think I'm like, oh god, there goes a kid that just hit the crypto lottery. Um, <laughs> when Lambo, dude. Yeah, exactly. When Lambo. I mean, it's it's actually it's almost a meme at this point. But Formula One, it, it's got the demographic. It's got that 18 to 35 year old demographic mm -hmm. where that's who they want to put this in front of. And then Formula One portrays the after effect or the byproduct of. If you invest in, you know, okay bears or guys that look like Legos or monkeys or whatever in God's creation it is that day, I won't even say that week, but that day, you too could have, you know, the yacht and the and the, the supercar and the whole routine. So it's got everything that these companies want uh, in terms of image. That's only one component of it, but, um, you know, I it, it doesn't surprise me. So uh, Perky and I looked into it earlier today just which teams are sponsored by who and what do those things do yeah uh, and it's it's pretty it's pretty wild it's pretty wild to see that you know i guess the different types of companies that are on board and everything and um it's a lot you know, of exchanges that have just disgusting yeah. amounts of money moving through them every second of yeah and that's a great segue because i was actually looking them up right now and i'm looking at some of the sponsors that we have in formula one um one of the bigger ones being obviously crypto.com. That one's Aston Martin related. There's another exchange called Phantom. It's Alphatari. FTX is Mercedes sponsor. Tezos, McLaren, um, Floki, Alfa Romero. Uh, I might butcher it. Velas, Velas. That's uh, Dude, I Ferrari. Know, I don't even know that one either. But but my my question to you guys though is like we know like in anything you know the internet there's so many different web browsers as time goes on some of these projects you know competing companies lose ground they get absorbed by you know bigger fish if you're looking at it from an NFT perspective like you have here Perky um, in general when you're looking at let's say a project maybe related around cars that's going towards Formula One or a crypto company that has a Formula One sponsor. Fundamentals might not be the right word because I'm sure the projects and people who run them are so different, but what do you look for? Is it mostly hype? Is it what's got the most steam? What's memeable? It, what's going on? It, it's a memeable. Let's talk memeable. Yeah. <laughs> people have made millions of memeable stuff. Like Minecraft failed levels of Fiverr clones named Kevin. It, it, its trait was Kevin and it was going for like eight Ethereum. Dude, it's <laughs> it's in almost insane how much money memes can make you. Because that's that's also where the derivatives come from, because then it's just like stoner bears or whatever. Yeah. Now, in terms of teams, there's not many like NFTs that have bought stuff. There's actually like uh the gods, I think I'm I'd be butchering that, but they just bought a basketball uh in not the nba division but mm -hmm. whatever the younger division uh, the g league division. maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, they don't matter yeah <laughs> but 
if an NFT is gonna buy a Formula One car, it's gotta have like there's gotta be some reason for like holders to you know hold their things. Like you might want to say like, hey, if there's a ten thousand collection and you own like fifty one percent of them, will let you drive the fucking car. They might they might you know end up you know into a wall, but hey, they're an investor. They're, they're part of the team. It's wild though. I mean, like, so it doesn't appear. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There's no one actual NFT project actually sponsors any of these teams. And uh, no, they're all exchanges except for Floki, which is just the uh, parody coin, if you will, of Sheeb, which is the parody coin of Doge. It's a parody of a. Mm, I see. I don't know how they bought a formula. If if they can do it, then I'm sure an NFT can do it. I'm sure if the Board Ape Golf Club wanted to buy a uh, Formula One team, they can do it. Actually, they had Board Ape does actually have the market cap to do it, which is which is really frightening. But uh, so it, it appears that most of the sponsors that are on these cars, you know, actually all the sponsors mm-hmm. are on these cars, are in infrastructure related. They themselves are not the end product of it somewhere in between the creation and the distribution and the implementation side of it and that is as i've said many times that's where a vast majority of these 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 companies are making huge money the end user i've always said it's like you know and i you got to realize i wake up every morning and i get him for an hour basically explaining to me like the you know how the nft you know oh you got to see this one that just came out and i'm sitting there and i'm barely awake and i'm going what cartoon do i live in that this this has become <laughs> what demented fever dream has this become and you know and you you see the dollars move and the fees that are being charged so it really isn't a stretch of the imagination to see where they would accumulate to the point where yeah, you could put your name as an affiliate sponsor down the side of an F1 car. Like, you can do it. I mean, look, look what Rich Energy pulled. Yeah. Dare not, dare not get into that, but it's not the first time Formula One has flirted with quote unquote questionable sponsors. I mean, we've had the tobacco era. Philip uh, Morris, yeah. Philip Morris in the legendary Ferrari car with the barcode that kind of looked like the logo after they said they couldn't have that logo on the car anymore, which is arguably my favorite Ferrari of all time in terms of Formula One, just because that was such a good idea. Um, Rich Energy, you know, more recently in that complete debacle with Haas. So um, at the rate this is going, I mean, I've I've raised the question on Twitter, which is how many of these crypto companies are are gonna be left by the end of the season? And and as I glance out of the corner of my eye, looking at a chart right now, I wanna know how many are gonna be left by the time like, you know, the summer break rolls around. Yeah, it could be definitely going to zero, kind of like uh, Luna more recently. Oh man, that's that's that that story is fantastically hilarious. Sorry for anybody who uh, lost millions of dollars, but there are also people who paid millions of dollars who bought the bottom and then just sold it twelve hours later. Like, hey, sorry you lost your house, but now I have a yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane, and the whole crypto market has become infested. And I think this is also where it works with. Formula One is they're looking for a certain type of personality and that mm-hmm. personality often and now more recently in the wake of Drive to Survive, let's be honest and not pretend that that doesn't have anything to do with anything. The sheer amount of eyeballs now, new eyeballs that are on the sport that are now attracted to it again because of the blitz, the glamour, the, you know, now you see the celebrities piling in and the whole routine and it's just become... I mean, Miami, I joked around and I said it was going to be one big giant influencer convention. And while the logistics went a lot smoother than I thought, to be fair. Yeah, uh, and I'm much happy so. about that because I was on here a couple of weeks ago ranting about the logistics. That went, I mean, as best as I can tell, rather well yeah. compared to uh, Coda. But, you know, the amount of eyeballs and, and the demographic, again, my real job is I tell this, I'm a data scientist. I'm a, I specialize in sentiment data, messaging data, and stuff like that. So when you see the number of eyeballs in that 18 to 35 year old demographic that are now on this sport, it makes absolute sense to associate the image of Formula One and all that it is with these brands. And it's just because that's what they're trying to portray. You know, we're the next big thing. We're the next super cool guys. I said it's like buying a pass to the Cool Kids Club written on a post-it junior high. <laughs> it's just, it's insanity. But people go for it every single time. So, you know, I don't think we Well, seen... they don't want to get left in the dust like with uh, Pizza Hut and Domino's. Pizza Hut wanted to stay the, you know, in-house 
family get together place and a Domino's went delivery and crushed them mm-hmm. over what 20 years and the Pizza Hut couldn't catch up. It's tr- no, you're not, it, and it's the FOMO yeah. and it's, it's the image and it's it's everything that that sport is. And let's not forget, I talk about the 800 pound gorilla sitting on a sofa. Association with Formula One is instantaneous legitimization of whatever it is that you're calling yourself. Doesn't make yeah. a difference. Rich Energy was, I mean, and still no one's ever actually seen a can of it as far as I know. I could be <laughs> wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Um, That's worth a you, few Bitcoin if anyone's got one laying around, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's an NFT, an actual yes, can yes, of it rich is. energy. <laughs> Just a tall boy of rich energy sitting out there. A few years expired. Tastes like cheetah piss. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That oh, is horrible. But I, I, you know, it's, but you look at it and the way, you know, you take a brand like, like what? Okay, Crypto.com has sponsored everything from here to East Bejesus at this point and while them, yeah. send a dude to the moon yeah oh, it's, it's <laughs> but, but like binance obviously binance is down the side of uh, alpine they're they're absolutely massive but some of these other names like Velas uh and such like on ferrari you have no idea who they are and now they're using formula one as a mechanism to separate themselves from the 900 other companies that do the exact same thing that they do and legitimize themselves oh we've made it we're officially corporate we're in the big leagues you know we we're in mm-hmm. formula one and i think that's where these teams are going to have a hard time turning down the money. I don't think these are very demanding sponsors at all, where it's just like, we're just putting name on a car. We're going to use the likeness of your stuff on our endeavors, whatever it is, instantaneously legitimize ourselves. And that's pretty much what they're looking for. Yeah. Crypto is also easy money. Uh, there was this guy who I saw on Twitter yesterday or something. He was like, fuck it, I'm going to do NFTs, even though my friends you know, told me not to. And he posted his collection and within like 12 hours he had like a thirty thousand dollar bit yeah okay so geez that now i am looking at the garage xyz and if i uh if i'm looking at this i have some thoughts besides sounding like a a degenerate stoner the (laughs) this this project looks cool i mean the whole point seems like it's a good way to an f1 partnership i believe is the end goal right mm-hmm. so my uh, one instant question i have is it's a collaboration with ian Wood. so what is that is is it well one i don't really i don't know who ian Wood is yeah yeah and i i should have clarified actually so i had an interview that i've decided not to officially kind of published the audio is pretty whack but i did i did chat with one of the founders uh, of the company and ian wood essentially is a uh pretty well-renowned photographer in that space and he's getting the availability so where the where the uniqueness of the project comes from is ian wood essentially is getting uh permission from these you know uh luxury essentially car collectors to shoot their certain cars in certain lighting at certain angles. And, and they're not necessarily one of ones, but they're they're unique enough where if you're a car collector, you know, this car is worth $10 million. So he has that, you know, ability to do that. From there, they mint essentially the NFTs as a piece of, you know, art. Okay. And, and then they kind of go from there. What I should have said is if you own these mints, apparently, you will be entered in to like have the opportunity to go to like the Indy 500, random stuff like that. So there is some tokenability to it. It just, to, you know, obviously utility. depends. Utility, my bad. Yeah, Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I, Thanks for helping out the noob here, Perky. <laughs> well, that's the main question is because you could see like, he's the photographer, which is fantastic news. Because what I was going to say next is you find out a lot of porn stars and OnlyFans people that are parting into uh, glass jars and making $10,000 a day. Yeah, um, they're creating NFTs and it turns out they have nothing to do with it or it's just a giant rug, which means the founders are just there to collect a lot of money and not provide any utility. So in collaboration has to actually mean something, which looks like it does, mm-hmm. which is good news. Um, and then, so that answers my other questions because how are you going to get the F1 sponsor though? If these are collectors wanting certain angles, there's not going to be many trades going on, correct? So there's not going to be that many, that much money going through. Yeah, I, I think the point of it was, was to, and I should have maybe prefaced it before, but uh, 
I think the point of it was to have selective editions. And I don't know if that's the, the terminology you would use. Seasons, I would think it's like a, for seasons okay. is not the right word, but I don't know what you'd call it. Collections in the sense where yeah, it's like, you would probably yeah. just have different collections. collections. I don't like know the lingo there, but in the yeah, snow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But different collections that. essentially where whoever owns, you know, X amount, you vote on essentially what you would do with the pool that you have raised for future projects, whether that's sponsoring, maybe um, not necessarily a Formula One team, which would be the end goal, but sponsoring, let's say, you know, the 24 hour of Le Mans, you could get a sponsorship on the side of that. You use that exposure to flex. You take photos of that car and maybe you have some special new season. And then you keep kind of trying to snowball that to, you know, getting more money. But uh, I got to look when you're investing in an NFT because what you're what you essentially are doing is investing in those founders, those team members, certain mm -hmm. NFTs. I don't really give a shit what it looks like. You can just be an actual turd. But if the team is Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, I'll buy it all day. Yeah. So it really, at this point, doesn't a lot matter with the art if the end goal is something different. Build a streetwear brand, buy an F1 team, you know, launch somebody to the moon, you know, build a, a an animated show you see a lot. You know, some of them are just some guy taking pictures. This guy, uh, Drifter. Oh my God, he's amazing. He's climbing on top of Empire State Buildings with a big camera, just shooting down. Oh boy, he's he's you know, look him up. He, it's it's awesome. It's Give me goosebumps fun. right now. Yeah, on top of the Empire State Building when it's snowy and windy. Yeah, there's definitely an art value to some of them. I mean, every once yeah. in a while he'll send me send me some like I'm a big fan of like kind of like 1940s 1950s animation that old school almost like Fallout if you know the video game Fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of that style. Uh, it's it's called rubber, rubber hose, hose animation. Yep. And every once in a while, he sends me some, and it annoys me because I have to acknowledge that they're cool and I can't make fun of them because I really like them. Um, and there are some artists that are doing this that are legitimately very, very talented, um, mm -hmm. you know. But for every one of them, at least to me, it seems like there's 50 of these, you know, little Ponzi scams going on. And the only ones that are, that are getting in on it, it's like, all right, you call up all your friends first. You get them to buy in, then you get the right influencer to hype the living daylights out of it. And really what you're doing is, I've, I've kind of joked around and there's truth in every joke, and that is NFTs are just the most efficient way to convert hype and gullibility into dollars. And more and more of these big audience, huge audience influencers um, have used it to do precisely that. And even, uh, what was the one recently, Perky, uh, that I just rolled my eyes at because it was a complete debacle. It was a game, it's like a game eSport phase, phase. Uh, this was months phase. ago, FaZe uh, Clan, which is like a huge gaming brand, effectively marketed NFTs. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Perky, but effectively marketed an NFT Ponzi scheme to kids, yeah? Well, they were doing that a lot with crypto. That, that was, was uh, that last, last year when the crypto scams were coming out. This year, it's the NFTs, obviously. <laughs> and there was be next year. One. There was another one where, like, you read the headlines on it, you go, so how's that whole decentralized thing working out for you? Uh, where there are effectively no rules. Um, but, you know, and, and I saw a reason, I forget who posted it. I want to say it was Vincenzo on F1 Twitter. And he said, are um, crypto sponsors the new tobacco sponsors of F1? And you know what? There's an argument to be made there, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. I don't know that they're effectively trying to, you know, they back in the day when, when they said, you know, you could have Benson and Hedges on the car or Marlboro or um, Lucky Strike or whatever, who, who was ever on the car. Uh, they said you couldn't have that because it was marketing tobacco to children. But I really think that these companies are going in with the intent to market crypto to children. Not Wait, really. Children are watching F1. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's, it's a huge, I mean, especially outside the United States, it's just gaining traction here. But uh, thanks to, you know, Drive to Survive, Netflix and everything. But are they necessarily marketing to, with the intention to? Could that be a side effect? Yes. Is that their intention? No. I think their intention is to market to the 18 to 35 year old dude bros that all want, you know, the Lambo and the Ferrari and the, the McLaren and stuff. And they're going to see that lifestyle and associate Formula One with you know, a given NFT exchange or platform or system, and they're gonna go, that's my ticket to, you know, sitting on a, a boat in the parking lot surrounded by fake water. Famous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair.
We grew up with Lambos on our walls, you know, watching uh, celebrities get rich and famous. Dude, we want we want a little piece of that action. JPEGs and internet money are, are all right. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a few years here. Do you think the hype is going to be more real than ever, obviously, given NFTs and crypto? Um, and with that two-sided question, do you see a lot less of these companies actually being around? 90% of NFTs are dying. 99. I'd say 99. Okay. Most, most of them are just going straight in the toilet. And that's not anything against them. The problem is everybody thinks they could launch a collection and what it normally is is two dudes in their basement drawing on ipads yes they're great they're great pictures but what are you gonna do with a hundred million dollars is my question that's what i would go into this garage xyz thing is if i'm throwing a million dollars at you what are you doing because there are certain nft collections i have that i have 10 ish grand in. Mm -hmm. back when ethereum was actually worth that yeah now it's let's not talk about it um so there are certain projects that are definitely going to zero because they're just art there are some that are creating video games this one is to buy an f1 sponsor which it lets i'm looking at this as a as a what is it cynicism i'm an asshole so <laughs> i would assume right away that their plan is just to take everybody's money so that they can slap their logo on an f1 that is worst case scenario always gotta think about that because it's nnfts internet money they can just hello here's my wallet oh thanks for taking all my money hmm. you gotta think of the worst case scenario when you're dealing with stuff like this so is that partially true that the end goal is to just have the leaders own an f1 team is it that's something to think about and that's something i would like you know them to talk about rather because nfts are it's the community look at twitter it's we're gonna make it good morning everybody says good morning it's kind of insane um they need an nft of that i want an nft a good morning twitter elon musk nft good morning twitter you heard it here first <laughs> I don't think a lot. I mean, honestly, man, I mean, my two cents on this, and this again, maybe I'm thinking about this too rationally from a, a I guess, more traditional finance background perspective, but um, I don't think a lot of these companies are going to make it. This is the first wave. This is the first iteration of this where nobody cares about the utility or the functionality or anything other than the fact that, you know, Timmy No Thumbs can, can make 400,000% on, on an, invest, an investment, air quotes. Uh, you know, in, in the basement. So what they're doing is they're, it's speculation at the expense of utility. So um, I think there's gonna be a massive consolidation. A lot of these companies aren't gonna make it or they're gonna get bought if they have viable and valuable infrastructure or something tangible to offer. But a vast majority of the altcoins, uh, a vast majority of the, you know, call them scam projects. No, they're not gonna make it. They've run their course. They're gonna implode, you know, and I, I would say, F1 is probably in the best position with the infrastructure sponsorship because they're not really exposing themselves to one individual problem. And, and a lot of it, I think, comes down to also, and again, I, I don't mean to pick on Miami because that was, I mean, as an event, I think you have to call it successful. I mean, there was a sufficient amount of cringe for all of us to share during it. Um, but, you know, as a as a place to be seen and as a, as a sport or an, a, an image, I mean, I, you know, we did notice something interesting, by the way, this morning. Talk about odd and strange things to notice. So after about waiting four months, I posted it, I believe yesterday on Twitter, I finally got my button-down 2022 Ferrari Team Engineer shirt and the 2022 hat to go with it. And, uh, and I was talking to Perky this morning, we were talking about, you know, well, what is Vellus? And I was like, I don't know, but I just noticed something. Um, I don't think it's on the shirts that you know, fans can buy. It's on Sainz's and Leclerc's shirts and all the pictures. So I went and I got mine. And sure enough, Vellus isn't on the shirt that I have. There's a blank spot where it's supposed to go, which is right under the shell logo on the left side placard of the shirt. And I went, now, 
Is that like a tobacco sponsor thing where they don't want it on there? Or did they not print the merchandise because they don't think they're gonna last that long? Like we couldn't figure it out, but we went and looked at all the team merch, even like the gillets, the, the hoodies, the zip ups, the even the team jacket, like the, the real nice like soft shell, it's not on there. Huh. Uh, Red Bull has Tezos, uh, obviously Aston, I have an Aston zip up and it's got crypto.com on it. Uh, which is who I use. So I was like, All right, I'll, I'll do my part. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but some of these teams, I believe McLaren doesn't have their crypto sponsor on their stuff either. He has it um, on his helmet. He does. You're right. Mm. Lando does. You're right. Um, and so does Ricardo. But we noticed that it was really strange on the Ferrari ones. And I said, well, maybe that's a timing thing. Because uh, I ordered mine months ago. Maybe yeah, that's have true. A sponsor. Well, we went and looked at the new ones. Same thing. It's still not on there. Ah, <laughs> so they, maybe they don't believe in it yet. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's. I don't think it's going to go away. I think now, especially in the United States, Formula One is going to be a tech sponsor magnet. That includes fintech, which is mostly what this is. Yeah. Um. You know, and it and it's. Look, I mean, if you sponsor a Formula One team, you know, you and all your crypto dude bro friends get to go hang out. And I mean, look, we got Vegas coming up, which is going to be utterly insane. Uh, yeah. Or Miami, or uh, if you're a masochist, you can go to Coda in Austin. Um, <laughs> and deal with the Texas heat and spiders and stuff. Good Texas God. That was my last, my, my first appearance on this was basically a 40-odd minute rant about how much I hate uh, Coda, Circuit of the Americas, but adore Austin, the city. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, I don't think the, you know, is the industry going to change? Yeah. Is everybody going to make it? No. Um, is there going to be gonna a- going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> to the yeah, moon we, and back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, All the way moon. with daddy Elon. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's gonna it's gonna be cool to watch, and I mean, like I said, it's you know even like crypto.com. I mean, it, it was pretty brazen what they did, which is so without getting too personal. Perky and I both use crypto.com. We both have their cards, you know, the, the, the yeah, which have their, their benefits, and they for pays for Spotify. Uh, yep, yeah, it pays for Spotify, get you some sweet airport lounge act, you know, access and, and all that. But um, you know, they recently cut all their card benefits like the day before the Miami Grand Prix, and had to just put your head in your hands and go i want to know what the marketing meeting looked like when that decision was made i wanted to be a fly on the wall and go mm -hmm. who looked at each other and went you know we got this massive grand prix where our name is literally on every square inch of the track you know what we should do kill our card holders by removing all the benefits and it was just you know and, I, and that's just the way that industry is they operate in a different world and i think a lot of the legacy companies that are there you know like santander and yeah. to a lesser extent so i don't think fintech and f1 is ever going to go away it's just too mm -hmm. tempting and the audience is there but uh, as for now i i don't think that the first iteration of nfts and crypto and stuff there's going to be a lot of casualties because what they did is they figured out what does work and what doesn't work and like any industry there's going to be a consolidation they're all going to implode and the ones that did it the bestest or the rightest okay you survived to try again in this next iteration of it uh but as it is now no this i mean it's unsustainable and without getting into into the technicals of crypto um the, the big one people have to keep an eye on it if you want to see all the crypto sponsors disappear in formula one simultaneously if tether lets go tether us forget it see it, 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 it there's just going to be blank blue squares where crypto.com should have been <laughs> yeah jeez. I, I was going to ask both of you, since you're crypto card holders, have those perks or benefits to your card ever been, have they ever come back ever since that race? Or do you think this is maybe just a sheer coincidence? This was decided and it just happened to be before the Miami Grand Prix. Well, they reversed the decision, I think, which mostly, mostly. Just, the, just the 72 hours of that weekend, you know, afterwards we're good to go. Yeah, that's, in, in crypto land, that's how you just shoot yourself in the foot. They walked uh, it back a little. They didn't so restore it. In, in crypto land, that doesn't help. That's no, what, yeah. Look what happened when Elon showed up on SNL wearing the Wario costume. It permanently crippled Dogecoin. Oh, yeah. I mean, what? It was up to close to 70 cents, around 60. It was at, it was at 69, like 420, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 69, if, you, yeah. if you didn't have a stellar order at 69, yeah. 420, you were a loser. <laughs> Man, I'm still holding, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm I waiting to go back to the moon. I'm, I'm trying to go to Mars next time. Maybe Pluto. Oh, you're going to be in for a wait. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might take a while. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Crypto.com should have just hired me and I would have told them, no, don't do not do that. Like they hired what, Matt Damon, they bought the, the Crypto.com yeah. arena. I don't even know who, honestly, I'm, I'm not a stick and ball sports guy. So it's, I don't- I wasn't played with a stick. I know that. Um, yeah. Make sure. But thanks. Well, it's true. Um, like I said, if it's not a motorsport, I'm utterly oblivious to it. But yeah. um, I forget, they bought Crypto.com arena and then obviously they're the title sponsor of it seems like what? half a dozen of the races this year and you got aston martin and all that well they're they, they are not sponsoring they're a partner with f1 they, they're the only they partner. are yeah mm-hmm. but i mean that's big money i mean you know and even to speak to your student like the, the garage xyz thing look at the issues that andretti is having getting an f1 team going like it's 200 million dollars to have a conversation with the fia about that and that's assuming no other team decides that they don't want you in the sport and we all know who gets ultimate veto power there it's going to be your three big teams it's going to be mercedes it's certainly going to be ferrari um you know so you know when you hear somebody say yes the end goal of this nft project is to start an f1 team it's like well okay that might be a little harder than you think you're you're shooting for the moon there bud why don't you take it a step back yeah uh, you know, Formula E, I can absolutely see. That seems like it should be a natural partnership. Formula E yeah. and, and crypto. Honestly, I mean, the guys. Musk on. hasn't jumped on that yet. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. Musk. I would buy one and just add a flamethrower to the front of it. But that, <laughs> but yeah, an I electric flamethrower. market, though. <laughs> oh, so. that's the perfect thing for the boring company to buy. An F1 car. <laughs> Come on. That's easy. Flamethrowers and F1 cars. They've, they've never mind DRS dot dot dot. Um, you've entered yeah. the flamethrower zone. I mean, really, at this point with Liberty Media, don't give him any ideas. Um, you know, but uh, no, it's uh, you know, I don't. At least in the United States, well, F1 is shiny and new because you got to realize. I mean, if, if it weren't for Drive to Survive, there would be no crypto sponsors in F1 because it would still be a very kind of niche thing in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some of the European ones and just um, Perky. Which one earlier did we try? And it said because of your IP, Tezos. Um, Tezos? N- no, 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 Velas. Vel- oh, right. So we tried, we looked into uh, Velas. The as- Ferrari sponsor. Yeah. As an exchange yeah. and as a wallet. It says because we're in the United States, you can't use that. So there definitely is some jurisdiction there in terms of probably what is and isn't legal. Mm-hmm. I can't use the Binance wallet because I live in Texas. Interesting. The DeFi wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's is- like, why? Yeah, is the crypto, by the way, because I'm I'm obviously not a card holder, is that only in the United States, the crypto.com card? Or is that international no, I don't, as well? I, don't, I think it's international. I believe that's I believe that's international. Okay, because it would be interesting to me, and I'd be curious to see if you guys know anyone, if any of those international card holders actually had um, their rewards or perks actually cut as severely as people here in America did. Oh, it was, it was across. Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. All right. There's so. no, okay. Okay. That's what I figured, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Man. And it was real. I mean, they walked it back real quick. I mean, CRO. Yeah, but they, they really butchered it. That's here. Here's the thing. That's like killing your dog. Right. If somebody killed your dog and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll get a taxidermy. Yeah, that's exactly. I the mean, that's biggest a... <laughs> card holder, I think, is the black one, and you need like a hundred thousand or something. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you need the black one, and then you're gonna cut the seven percent rewards down to two. Are you insane? One lady said uh, her six hundred thousand dollar investment into it was now worth like three grand. Or so, or something totally stupid. Well, it's the second time they changed the rules on that on that card. So when they first started, uh, I found out about it uh, from a friend of mine who was also active in the crypto space. And you know, so when you first went to get the card, they would determine the card tier by how many of these CRO, which is their own in-house token, which actually Mm -hmm. it's like the old MCO, uh, which basically allows you to go back and forth between spendable fiat on what really at the end of the day is a prepaid visa card right and and whatever crypto you may have in your wallet so it's an intermediary uh and that sold for like two three four five cents i believe each 
and it used to be the card tier that you got because they have what the blue one the ruby steel indigo and green then they have icy white and rose gold and then the black one is is the top end yeah the the big dick one right that's the but what they used to do is they would go by um, how many of those coins you bought and then they realized well that's not fair people are just going to wait for the the value to drop before they buy them so they can get the next card tier up and then they they moved it to us dollars that was the first change that peeved people and then you know a year or two later they pulled this most recent stunt and it was just it's the quickest walk back i've ever seen any brand in any space do it was like you know we're gonna cut it to this and then literally that weekend they were like sorry just kidding what we really meant was and i believe they restored something like 65 or 70 percent of the the benefits but it was just the damage was already done they destroyed their own coin so and the next couple days with the luna crash uh they didn't i i couldn't totally be wrong on this but when it crashed and then people bought the dip uh crypto was like yeah we're not gonna pay you guys that many that much money because of it was a miscalculation so people yeah. that bought the dip and then got like a seven thousand dollar return were shafted by crypto again crypto hire me oh. <laughs> um they just keep shooting themselves in the foot which doesn't make sense they have a lot of money hire bigger brains yeah. yeah, I did see that and with the Luna thing because, I mean, no matter how bad something is, and this, this is where my brain doesn't necessarily really connect and work in this space. And it's like you were just told Luna was a Ponzi scheme. And yet there are people buying it on the way down like it's going to recover. Dip. Like buy the dip. It's like it's, it's not a dip, dude. It's an elevator shaft to zero. And there's these dude bros that are piling in with like 28 bucks and some string cheese trying to catch a 40 gazillion percent <laughs> return on investment and some of them did to be fair the ones that timed it right that actually jumped in that space and you know for whatever reason they were before the other nine million dude bros that each you know we're going to throw in some money they caught significant roi and then i believe crypto.com and a few other exchanges were like yeah you see the thing is nah we're just not going to pay you and yeah, there's nothing you can do them. about it yeah. You know, so, again, coming from a traditional finance background, this is just absolute crackhead insanity to me. And I, I have always said, kind of tongue in cheek, and I've heard he's heard this rant plenty of times, which is, this is what happens when you raise a generation of kids on loot boxes and video games. This is it. This is the end product of it. You have created perma gamblers that will buy anything if the opportunity to get a rare thing exists. Never mind its value. Never mind its utility. It's rare and you have it and someone else doesn't. So my favorite thing is, you know, Perky will show me a new uh, NFT project. He goes, dude, somebody just paid like 900,000 Ethereum for this thing. And I was like, is that because it was rare? I said, that's all they care, it's rare. Nobody cares. And like they even color it the same as like in video games, like the purple one is really rare. Some idiot just threw two houses and a 70 foot azimuth worth of dollars at a jpeg because it's rare it's like you didn't stop to think about desirability artificial scarcity is utterly pointless without utility yeah and as somebody who wants to make a lot of money uh i don't care about your traditional financial rules (laughs) i'll buy buy a jpeg for two thousand dollars and then flip it for 12. i I want i want a lot of money it is what it is I've, I've watched him do it. I, I get the screen caps. I've seen it live a few times, and it's just, you know, it, it just doesn't compute. It's like a little puff of smoke comes out of the top of my head, and then everything just short circuits because I got yeah. nothing on it. It's just so foreign. But um, it, I will say this. It's a wild market space. Um, it definitely represents opportunity to folks that otherwise normally wouldn't get involved in any kind of trading. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a, I guess if there's a silver lining in it, that's it. Um, no, but. it's just prepare to lose all your money and then be left with this, this wallet of pictures of cartoons. And you know, the funny thing is while you, while we're having this conversation, I keep looking out of the corner of my eye and I keep watching the Bitcoin chart, just adjusting another ladder rung lower every <laughs> two seconds. And it's like, this ain't good, man. No, it is not. Uh, with that too, though, Perky, my question to you though, and I guess both you guys, uh, do you think there really is, could be a unique 
um, intermedium where you get the NFT that actually for the layperson that's like, you know what, I don't want to buy a, a, a stupid JPEG of a of a board ape I'm just going to store in a USB driver or, or never even do anything with, obviously. Um, is there something out there that could exist that really does make sense for someone that to try to actually make money off of and also utilize? Um, the one I've heard a great example, Gary V actually said it when I was first learning about NFTs was, you know, if McDonald's came out with something that said, Hey, you know, you get a free, free combo meal or whatever, every single day, the rest of your life, if you own this NFT, and then you can sell that to someone else for X amount of dollars, then they sell on the blockchain and you kind of keep accumulating money through these trades. Is that something you actually see for the layperson in sports, maybe even Formula One or? Yeah, Formula One. I mean, you could. <laughs> Nick's that, got his hand. <laughs> he's got he his hand on his head. He, does, head, so he doesn't he's ready care. For something. You're never gonna sell him. Just don't even try. <laughs> I I'm willing. I'm willing to bite the bullet. So okay. yeah, there could be hard. a thing where like, hey, so if this garage thing was like, hey, every um you know 30 days we do a raffle and somebody gets you know a ride or you know a new nft airdropped or something like that you know if you live in proximity to the thing you can show it and enter the museum or the garage for free something like that or you get 50 percent off you know um maybe they have a collaboration with certain arenas tracks that give away a certain number of tickets or a section of their seats kind of like those old college games you get drunk and go to where they section off the group of idiots and then just let them sit there you just have the nft dudes just all be in one corner garbage patch kids yeah you just isolate them from (laughs) people like nick with you know seventy thousand dollar watches I just have a picture of a $70,000 JPEG. You know, the thing on your neck. You know, the thing is, I mean, if you want to add utility to it like that, um, that's been done before about 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 80s and 90s. It was called like the Entertainment Club, and you basically bought a coupon book every year for like 300 bucks, and it was like $20,000 worth of coupons in it. I love how that. Yep. And look, it worked at the time, really. And it's it's the same philosophy. But if you added some sort of utility to it um, that was unique to, say, somebody's a basketball fan, if you added utility to it and where you may necessarily not know what it is, but it almost becomes almost like a cardholder benefit. Yeah, there, there, it still doesn't make up for the fact that at the end of the day, it's worth zero. But what you're adding is some level of incentivization to, to own it. You're adding an intrinsic value to own it. Um, you know, that that could potentially start to justify some of the, the costs and whatnot. I got um, one for you, right? So I have these uh, fuzzy felons. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, Fuzzy so felons. I, I like the sound of this. They're 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 pretty they're pretty cool. Uh, they're like the Sesame Street uh, that went into prison. Um, so basically, I have two of them, and I have. <laughs> Is this for selling candy from a van? I gotta ask. Because <laughs> the Fuzzy Felons, <laughs> it's a hell of a name. <laughs> I mean, some of them you look it's at the them worst a ska weird. band ever. Uh, <laughs> Definitely want to avoid the ones coming out of the van. But they um, they also released another collection. It was just a one-off, and you buy it, and all the proceeds go to charity. So they do they do do that. Now, because I hold all three of these things, I just go into the Discord and I type in whatever fucking collect all the money, and I get a certain amount of coins. Their coins per day I can collect, right? And then in their Discord. They have raffles and giveaways. You know, if I have 5,000 of these coins, I can buy another NFT that they have in the vault. You know, there are certain mm-hmm. things like that. So with, to use the garage as example, every day you hold one of those, you know, you earn a certain amount of, you know, garage tokens. And, you know, you treat it like the Marlboro uh, packs on the side. You rip it off and you mail it in. Hey, I have 10 of these things. I get the duffel bag. So you hold the token for, because an NFT is actually a token. Yeah, it's a non-fungible token. We skipped over that, but it doesn't matter. Um, 
you hold these tokens and then you accumulate dollars and hey let's see let's say you have 50 of them you hold them for a year and then now you have enough uh f1 dollars to buy you know the f1 uh tire that was on the car that the nft bought that's how you give utility to your holder that's the thing all right now i'm interested see yeah yeah there we go he's perked up you know, actually, there's your gimmick right there. Yeah, it's like, you know, if, if you stuff it in any of the, the free practice sessions, the NFT holders get one of the shards of carbon fiber that littered the track. Exactly. That's how um, you do it. That's we'll get, how you we'll get, get people Latifi like you in involved. there. It'll be the best yeah. damn ever. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, that kind of utility and that kind of incentivization, you're, what you guys are doing, and it, it rightfully so, you're adding some sort of tangible value to it because right now there is none. You know, and all it is is just hype and perception. It, it's, you know, I, I made the joke earlier. I said it's the quickest way to convert hype and audience, you know, or hype and gullibility into dollars. Um, you know, you there's there's no utility to these things. You know, and I always try to, and this is Herky's used to this because I always try to justify it. Like I go, okay, why is it selling for this completely insane amount of money? And I'll try to, I'll think out loud and I'll try to go, well, where is the value in this? And they're just in 99.995% of cases, there just really isn't any issue. No, it's because X member of the FaZe Clan uh, promoted it. Yep. Or, you know, a, yep. somebody was wallet watching, which a lot of people do. They watch famous people's wallets. And if they buy a token and then they go to all their buddies and then they go, hey, look, um, yeah, I don't know the name of any porn stars. Uh, they just bought about Steve Aoki is a big one. Steve Aoki, the DJ, uh, you know, uh, to sell all of your shit. If Steve Aoki buys it, it's guaranteed he's the top and then everything else is going to zero. Mm. So there are people that wallet watch and then that's how they get the hype in. And it's like that. But what you want to do is build a community naturally. And what a lot of these NFT people are doing is they're hiring like meme officers and like vibe like vibe uh, checkers uh, yeah vibe <laughs> checkers on for just posting memes on twitter that's what they do i don't know how much they're paid but good on them they figured out how to do it how to how to monetize shit posting on twitter I i'm just going on record wish. that if i ever encounter anybody and they hand me a business card and on their business card it says vibe checker chief meme officer i am going to lose my mind on the spot Absolutely. i really hope they're wearing a fedora when that comes <laughs> I, it's just gonna be like it's gonna be zero to taxi thank driver. you milady yeah no i mean I, i'm gonna end up going taxi driver on somebody like it's it's not gonna end well it's like it's like what exactly is your job i'm the chief meme officer you talking to me yeah, it's just, it's just gonna be you talking to me. CFO, uh, step aside. I'm the CMO, Chief yeah. Meme Officer. Get Dude, out of here, think baby. Think how much the person running the <laughs> Wendy's Twitter makes. Dude. And if and if That's they make, who we need on here. If they make under six figures, they are grossly underpaid. Um Dude, Hot Pockets. Well, you know what they tweeted out? You think you feel bad. Imagine being stuffed with meat for 24 7. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. That whoever's running that account, he's probably twelve. Let's be honest. He's hilarious. I mean, it's and this is the culture. I mean, like it, it, again, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, um, you know, as far as our, you know, as far as Formula One goes, it's like just be careful the the mindset or I guess the demographic that you're you're, you're bringing in because it may not necessarily be. Uh, you know, a perfect fit in every single case. And again, picking on Miami, that was a glaring exception to the rule. And I had this conversation earlier today, which is, um, what's Vegas going to look like? Is that going to be the same sort of, you know, super cool Gen Z vibe, whatever that Miami desperately tried to be, and in a lot of instances succeeded? Or is that going to be a different flavor? Is that going to be maybe a different audience, a little older? We don't know. Um, but I don't, again, I don't think that those fintech companies are going anywhere. I think they found a sweet spot with that sport, uh, and they found an audience, uh, with that sport. And look, as long as it, as long as it's working, it's going to keep happening. I can't really see the uh, Liberty or, uh, any of these teams turning the dollars down unless there's a really good reason to, um, ethics aside. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, 
That's a great point. It'll be an interesting blend to see what sort of, you know, F1 fans emerge that also obviously are, are NFT fans as well. I like I like Perky's idea of just putting them all in one grandstand. Like they have the Senate grandstand and like next door to it, it would be like the dude bro grandstand. Dude, uh, I'm yeah. telling you, if Garage <laughs> XYZ buys the F1 team and then they work with, let's say Miami, and then they're like, hey, give us 20 seats in this section. Right, we're gonna paint it pink because that's what we the color of the company. Yeah. Follow along, um, and then you raffle off some of the seats. Maybe it goes to the biggest holders, right? You give them a free hot dog, you give them a beer. There you go. That's the community. That's the hype. That's how you get people to hold the 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 fucking. Thing. And sadly, it would work. That's that's the funniest thing about this is, yeah. the, is the, the the expectations are so low. <laughs> it's not yeah. even the expectations are low. It's just people forgot that simplicity sometimes is just better. You don't need to overthink things. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can't think of the name of the other company right now, but there is. So when I did chat with. Uh, Peter Miller of Garage XYZ. And I asked him actually, funny, funnily enough, I asked him, I said, if your project with a lot of these other NFT projects goes absolutely to zero, you know, no, nothing comes of it, or better yet, someone takes your idea and steals it, what are your thoughts? And he was, he was okay with it. He thinks the idea of actually having a community and the possibility of actually, you know, owning a team or doing something related to it is something pretty cool. And that would be a unique concept, like you had said, with the, you know, the the fuzzy bandits, was it again? Oh, for some reason, I'm thinking of the wet dude, bandits they're from all, Home Alone. Um, I know I'm way off. <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna really think of it. What's, what's when all the words start with the same letter? Uh, oh, alliteration. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For all yeah. alliterations. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much but, all of them. Yeah, the point I was getting at before that whole that, that side combo there, whatever brain fart came up was, you did bring up a great point with establishing these communities. And I think there really is a lot of power with it. And that kind of came back to to come full circle here. When you did see those GameStop memes where, you, you know, um, I can't think of the gentleman's name right now, longer last name, uh, CEO of SoFi. It's really escaping my head. Oh, he's, um... he's, uh, he's from he's from Asia. I believe he's um, of some sort of Indy or Pakistan descent. I really smart guy. I can't think of his name, but he had gone on like MSNBC and was essentially roasting the host because the host was saying, you know, People don't get it. They're gambling with their money. They're going to lose their livelihood. And his response was, you know, Reddit, Wall Street bets. These people are way smarter than Wall Street gives them credit for. You know, they know what they're doing. They're they're trying to be selective with what they do. And I think with the communities with NFTs, if anything, you get a lot of smart individuals such as yourself that know a lot about the community that hopefully can boost it up in a way to actually, you know, hopefully make a positive difference or not make these just be crap projects and actually see the value in them, hopefully. It's, I, my humble opinion is it's going to get there eventually, but that that a first mania phase, um, I keep bringing up, and, and Perky's tired of hearing this, but at least once a day I make reference to the tulip bulbs in Amsterdam, which mm -hmm. is, you know, tulip mania. And I often wonder, like, how many of the people actually trading this stuff will get the tulip mania reference? And it's like maybe one in two, maybe one in three. I have no idea. Um, but you have to go through this mania phase first because like i said let's face it a lot of these these kids and a lot of them are kids are literally buying lottery tickets and some of them are hitting and they're the only ones you hear about you only hear about the success stories right yep. so you have sort of this never-ending perpetual success machine that just keeps throwing out of you know look board ape yacht club and, and then more recently there was another one that was kind of like anime themed where look if you got lucky and you hit the right one when you minted it and the rng or whatever system they have in place you know that generates these images gave you one that was desirable for reasons known only to that community yeah you guess what you know kid you here's a half a million dollars and it's like you didn't have that eight seconds ago so the lure i think of of easy money the lore of and then you layer that on top of sort of the image that that community is portraying which is you know again it's, it's the 06 lambo giardo complex um i'd still you, drive one it's oh god i would too um <laughs> yeah it's great it's a great car um but you know it's, you know you when you present that image over and over and over again and it's 
here's the here's what makes it particularly insidious it's my humble opinion on this but the fact that they're not making up these success stories that means that there's communities and towns and cities and whatnot somebody really knows these kids that are hitting like you know if your friend hit for half a million dollars just because he spent you know 200 bucks buying some random mint you know thing or something like that it, let's be honest you'd be interested in it too so hype begets hype and like i said and I just as far as it relates to formula one it's just a bigger audience you know and i think the corporate legitimization same way a lot of sponsors use formula one to establish themselves as you know hey we're the real thing that's not going away mm. uh, it's just the mania phase has to end it's all going to implode and then hopefully the smartest kids in the room are going to stand up and they're going to start building these things like we described which is with utility with functionality so it's not a completely vapid hype driven thing that you know look maybe there is some real value to it um so that i mean that's i'm still going to keep leaning on perky though for my uh for, for my my guidance through nft world because i tried once and my head hurt afterwards yeah i think i'm going to need to take his services as well yeah you just you have to give up you have to realize that you're throwing what could be thousands of dollars maybe not anymore because ethereum's tanking um <laughs> you're throwing you're still throwing a lot of money at what is essentially first-time business owners yeah. so a good thing to look for is a business like the garage guys i i would be more inclined to throw money at them than some random cartoon one with twitter profiles as the founders because i don't know who those anime profiles are yeah yeah but thanks so much guys for coming on i really appreciate it it's uh, my pleasure, man. thank you so much for having us on yeah, take care, guys. All right, bye. Peace. I want to give a special shout out to our guests there, Perky Biscuits and Nick. Uh, this was actually recorded about over a month ago. It's just going to take a little bit of time for me actually to edit it out. But since then, we actually have seen projects like Garage XYZ actually go to the Indy 500 and sponsor their members to go based on the uh, holdings that they have in their NFT projects. So as time goes on, it will be interesting to see what other projects do come about uh, in that space related to Formula One. As you did hear Nick say, uh, even those Formula One sponsors uh, that are crypto related aren't actually on their merchandise. So uh, who knows coming up in the coming years how that will play out uh, as well. So. That's all I got for you here today. Hope you enjoyed listening. We will have another episode coming up here uh, later this week as well. It's been a little bit, but hope everyone's been doing well, and we will talk to you guys soon.